Hello, Horror Fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen, and we welcome you to our weekly podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, the the horror. horror. Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add, or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. I don't even know if there's another one can, with uh, subscribe, can, follow... Yeah, just is there a like button? I don't know. Smash that like button. What are the kids doing these days? <laughs> Whatever the kids are doing these days, do it. Maybe. What is that small portion of podcast listeners doing? That's. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love how. Well, here you can submit any ideas. I'm not going to rant in the middle of okay, the, the. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you could submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address at oth at seriouslydecent.com. You can check out our website at ohthehorrorpodcast.com. Check out our back catalog, connect to social media links, connect to your favorite podcast platform. Smash that like button when you're on there. Smash those potatoes. Yeah, there you Smash go. Smash those burgers. Potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I don't know. Either. You know, whatever, whatever you feel would help us. Yeah. Subscribe, follow. Like us. Yeah. All you know, those things are free. Yes, yes. They really are. Yes. It's, we have that rule of have empathy and yeah. help people out. Yeah. You can help us out. Yeah. You know, we don't get paid for this, by the way. I'm no. just uh, we're gonna blanket that right across. We <laughs> we don't make any money on this. We record it's a loss. All expenditures. <laughs> we record a loss every year for hosting, books, reading, <coughs> stuff, yeah. equipment, all that. Yeah. We like it, but you know, I think just the like, follow, subscribe, put a good review. Yeah. Put us on your social media, you know, uh, profile on your feed. You know, we'd appreciate it. Right. Yeah. Not to sound jaded or unthankful, but that's really the whole point of the intro. Yeah. You know, yeah. just just kind of help us out. And when I say us, it's the collective us. Yeah. It's the fans. It's all yes. that. Because we do have a good following here. We do. I don't want to bash the good following. No. I really, really we do. Don't. I'm a little jazzy today, though. You're jazzy, Frank. It's just a little jazzy. DJ jazzy, yeah. no, Frank. No, the F1 race got me jazzy right from oh. the start. Freaking, I'm not getting into that. No. I am going to get into the fact that the streaming part sucked, and it's like, why am I paying that much money for yeah. this shit not to work? Yeah. I check the internet. Internet's fine. Yeah. But I love, they're like, oh, there's something wrong with your network. No, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Stop passing the buck. Yeah, but- Honestly, yeah, but yeah, but no, but yeah, but <laughs> this was one of the few times where we were kind of watching it while it was still. I've done live right on the fly, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's I just know. I've said it for a long time. Are you axing me? Because I don't no, know. No, I, but I've said it for a long time and I tell people all this, you know, especially if it's an IT type discussion. I'm like, you're going to start seeing a lot of things break. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of things not work like mm -hmm. they used to, because I'm just going to say it for what it is. The people who build all the shit are dying, and they're taking all that knowledge, knowledge with them. With them. Yep. And the people that are coming up, myself included on some things, I'm not just saying this is a generational thing, right? because it's easy to hit one generation. And if you know what, you weren't such an easy fucking target, I wouldn't yeah. have to hit you yeah. so hard. But the fact is, is you know, you're not bringing anything to the table to, A, not even keep this going. But to kick it forward, 
you know, so you're going to start seeing a lot of things break. Mm -hmm. And it's things like streaming. It's mm -hmm. things like your internet service. It's things like your cell service. It's things like your phone just working right. Yeah. You know, and, and instead of just trying to put new add-ons and all this other stuff, just make the existing stuff work. work. You know, so you're going to see a lot of that break. And also you're going to see a lot of people that are just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do that. I don't, there's people that are just saying, I can't get over it. Like, I, I can't believe we live in a world like this. We couldn't be more privileged where someone could just sit there and say, I'm not going to work anymore. I'm done working. Like, yeah. do you know how good the world has to be for you to, say for that? You to throw yeah. that statement out, whether you're first world, third world, wherever? <clears throat> yeah. Just the fact that you could sit there and say, I'm not going to work anymore. It's like, I think life's, and then and then sit there and tell everybody how shitty life is. It's like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, this is insane. And so uh, first off, I wanted to thank all the people that have uh, submitted questions for our hot sauce challenge. Okay. Um, there's some really good ones. Yeah. Yep. I'm okay. keeping them away from you. Okay. You know, uh, but but yeah, definitely thank you for those that have sent questions. Um, we still would like more. Yep. So if you have some and you want to know more about us, about, uh, you know, HR Mystique, the cat. Dean mm -hmm. Winchester, the dog, the creative director, if you want to know more about how we do the show mm -hmm. or what episodes we'd really like to look forward to or episodes that like we didn't like, you know, and things like that. If you yeah. want to ask uh, any of those kinds of questions or just anything that uh, tickles your your fancy with stuff, if you mm -hmm. wanted to know more about the show or even just horror things in general. You can watch that while we're under the influence of extremely hot Scoville unit hot sauce. Yeah. Yeah. I got a feeling the show's going to be about a half an hour. 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm saying uh, lead up and tear down. It's yeah. going to be about a half an hour, but we're going to do it on video. Uh, we're testing that format, and mm -hmm. we're definitely testing it for next year. We kind of made a decision just before we hopped on that we're not going to do every week on um, video. So yeah, if you're no. expecting that, I'm just going to ultimately push that right down yeah um, we're all out of pocket for all of this and yeah that's a lot well no it's out of pocket and it's also resources and time to do all this Correct. stuff and it takes a lot of time yeah. we got a really nice thing here with the audio yes and i was just telling jen it's like i'd rather stay happy doing this mm -hmm. than do that and be upset and yeah like not happy right i really love doing this we yeah. both do we yeah. love doing this obviously it's, or we wouldn't be doing it. Well, no. I mean, we're at episode 146, we season are. three. We're about to wrap up three years of this. And we got the same momentum, if not more, than- Oh, my um, God. Three years. The, Stop it. Than the first year we yeah. did. You know, we're we're really good with it. And um, we uh, realized that there's a lot of people in a lot of countries that mm -hmm. uh, listen to us. Mm -hmm. And it's on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And we really like the fact that, you know, you- Take time out of your day to include us in your routine. Right, yeah. I really just am grateful for that. Mm -hmm. And I just really want to hit that home for definitely these next few episodes through Halloween. Like, yes. just really grateful. Like, we never thought this podcast would get to this. No. Um, we're still not close to the money part of it. We're closer than we were three years ago. <laughs> right, But yeah. But the fact is, is uh, you know, it's just we're so blessed that we can do something we really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And you know what? We might not hit every episode out of the park, 
You know, True. we we might step on some things. We might say some things, and we look back and be like, "Oh fuck, I shouldn't have said that." Yeah, but it's off the cuff here, mm-hmm. and that's what we like about it. We're a one take podcast. We're a one and done. You know, and so with that one take podcast, um, from just a personal note of my faith and everything that I believe in, uh, I just wanted to just send out, and I just hope that all of you can uh, pray for the people in Israel right now. Um, this was recorded. Um, the day before you're going to hear it. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going through all this at the same time and, you know, still trying to get some information uh, on it, but it's just such a tragedy that it's happening. It's been such a worn, torn area for a long time, but this is on a different yeah, our level. Our entire childhood. Our whole life, yeah. you know, and, but this is on a whole different level. Um, it's, it's definitely, uh, I'm not going to fill it up with all my believies because, trust me, I have a ton of them, which you're well aware of, and you're probably like, please, Frank, stop. You know, but <laughs> no, I just don't think it's the time for no, it. These people not. need prayers. They yeah. need, you know, they need your they need your prayers. Um, and if you don't believe in praying, uh, just try it, you know, because it's a selfless thing. Try Try praying for someone else because there's some people that are going through some really, really hard times. And it's just, I, I'm afraid it's just getting started over there. I think it's just, you know, it's it's ratcheting up. They're already talking. I was reading before we came on here that, you know, basically Israel's getting into a position to, mm-hmm. you know, do what they got to do, you know, but it's uh, it's tough. So, yeah, please, if you shout could... out to those who have been sharing uh, podcast episodes on your personal feeds. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It, it does not go unnoticed. No, it doesn't. You know, and it's a nice little kind of smile, you know, for me. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of. So we're cult of the kind month. Of, yeah. Cult of the month. I was going to say, what kind of uh, up, up type show up, are we going to have? <laughs> upbeat thing we got going yeah, on. No. As upbeat as we always are, the mm-hmm. topics are a bit dark. <laughs> and we uh, would just be dishonorably, uh, you know, we, we would have. Uh, we would be serving you wrong if we didn't go dart today. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's cult of the month. It is. There's no shortage of cults. They keep coming. But this Seriously. one this one was a, uh, a bomber over the summer. Yes. And we were talking about what we were going to do. And I like our rule that we do where we're like, no, we're going to let it sit. Mm-hmm. We're going to let it. Uh, let the dust settle. Yeah. Um, we're not that clickbaity type group where we got to be current in the thing because. We're you current know, when we can be. And when it, uh, I think when the when the information's there, yeah. we're current. Yeah. But this one, yeah, it was a little gray at first. Um, not what was happening that was obvious, but right. Um, but yeah, it just got a little a little mucked up. And yeah, if you listened last week, you know what it is. And yeah. for those of you that are new that are coming in, yeah, we do a cult every single month. We do. We've been doing that since last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been well received here with the podcast. Yeah, because we were asking, we're should we ixnay the? We almost ditched it, and we we're like, the no. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, people like okay. it. Well, and it's an interesting topic. It is, uh, and I it think is. it's very. Um, I this cult particularly, I think, says a lot of. I think what we're going to start seeing in the next uh, couple of years. Uh, I'm afraid to say, um, but yeah, Sources? We'll, we'll get into that. Well. Season three, yep. episode 146, the Kenya death cult. Yep, the doomsday starvation yeah. So cult. sources, I have AP News, NDTV, VOA Africa, Africa News, 
Uh, there was this uh, like EWN that's out in Africa, tuco.co.ke. And yeah, I think that's it. I have telegraph.co.uk, globalnews.ca, apnews.com, and aljazeera.com. I'm drinking Orange Crush today, and I'm going for no burps at all. Well, good luck with that. I'm going to try. For me, that's possible. I was going to try and not cough at all, but I've already coughed once. So yeah, we'll, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how we get through this. No, but we'll throw that ahead of time. Jen's had a hacky asthma cough. Um, yeah. I, it um, sounds terrible, but we just want the listeners to know that Jen is okay <laughs> and she's not dying. I'm not she, dying. She just has I am, asthma. I'm, I'm COVID negative. Mm-hmm. I've just, I low-key poisoned myself. Yeah. With me, me black, too. With black mold yeah, me in too. my uh, water bottle straw. Yeah. Um, I like how we do that stuff together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, the lava temperature water in your dishwasher and the soap, clearly not enough to clean it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, well, get yourself get a straw there. brush. It's got to get in there. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. So the Kenya death cult. Yeah. So during the summer... It started around April. Uh, you know, some stories were coming in, but it really uh, took up speed, I think, in like June. And uh, basically, it all started tying into this doomsday cult yeah. that was over in Nairobi, uh, Kenya. Mm-hmm. And it was basically a doomsday cult, and they basically crossed at one point the 400 mark yeah. of bodies that detectives were exhuming. Um, and in short, the cult was a pastor was ordering them to fast to death in order to meet Jesus. Yeah. So, of course, as we like to do with these cults, how the hell did they get here? Yeah. Um, well, actually, what started all of it was when Pastor Paul McKenzie Ntenge mm-hmm. uh, had been arrested on suspicion of encouraging his disciples to starve themselves. Yeah, it was back in God. April. Yep. As police recovered more than 100 bodies from a forest close to a fringe church in eastern Kenya, Priscilla Riziki watched uh, reports with growing dread because, shocker, the 43-year-old was once a follower of Paul Mackenzie Ntenge, a pastor who has been arrested for starving his people. Mrs. Riziki fled his Good News International Church when she became increasingly alarmed by its extreme teachings, but her daughter and son-in-law, along with her three grandchildren, remained adherents. She's not seen them since March, and as body after body has been exhumed from Shakahola Forest near the coastal town of Malindi, she now fears the worst. Yeah. Which is the... It's bad enough to have a child in a cult, but then when the cult makes the news it's never a good it's never a good thing when a cult makes the news no it's no, generally, it's, no. it's usually because <laughs> something really bad has happened mm-hmm. so i could just imagine hearing the news knowing because she was associated with it at one time and just like your heart sinking i think there's a lot of weird levels to it because you know i would imagine Because you got to know. Well, and here's the thing, you know, like, did she bring him into the church, you know, and you got this stuff. And so you got a lot of that uh, 
kind of just responsibility tied to it. Uh, yeah, it's so it's, they interviewed her. Yeah, yeah. And she said, we've heard reports the young ones could have starved to death or were strangled, or my son-in-law was captured by some men who would not allow him to leave, she told the Telegraph. The discovery of mass graves has shocked Kenya and prompted calls for tighter regulation of fringe religious groups. Uh, Kateri Kandiki, Kenya's interior minister, said on Friday that children accounted for most of the 109 bodies so far, and not all had died of starvation. Kenya's Red Cross Society has said more than 213 people are missing. And the I took my notes from various points, yeah. and those numbers are going to continue to change throughout the telling of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The case has drawn comparisons with previous cult-related mass deaths, including Jonestown, Waco, and the Uganda Doomsday Sect. We've done two of the three already. Yeah. The Kenyan state is facing growing questions over how it allowed the church to operate despite years of warning signs, large numbers of complaints, and several police investigations. So, like, these guys were on the radar. Mm -hmm. It's not like they weren't. As pressure built on the government, another Kenyan pastor, uh, Ezekiel Odero, flamboyant head of the New Life Prayer Center and Church, was arrested last week in an investigation into deaths among his followers. Mm -hmm. So it's not just this one group. Prosecutors allege Mr. Odero and Mr. McKenzie had shared business dealings and extorted money from their congregations. Mr. McKenzie's church took hold in an underdeveloped strip of the Kenyan coast known for low literacy, poor health, and poverty. Nearby tourist towns have not brought prosperity, but have added to problems with prostitution and drug addiction. Mrs. Riziki, another former followers, told the Telegraph that when he first arrived, he was clean living, humble, and generous. So he was a taxi cab driver before. And that's what he used to do before this church got founded. And he was driving cab and whatever. And, I mean, he had some, I think, some kind of, like, criminal record around through there. I didn't get much to it because usually, like, this whole thing, I I try not to get into the pre-stuff too much. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is when you start investigating these cults and you're looking at the pre-stuff, you're already starting to develop these kind of ideas mm-hmm. and biases. Preconceived notions. And preconceived notions. Yeah. I found doing all these cults, and I found early on, it's better off to just start when the church started mm-hmm. and, like, what they were trying to do and all yeah, that Yeah, she said initially when she first heard him preach, he was very persuasive, always mm-hmm. quoting the Bible and explaining it. We believed he could foretell events. He could cast out demons and heal the sick through miracles. Now, I cannot tell whether he was using some other power, but at that time, we believed he was a true servant of God, end quote. She later became alarmed at his teachings, however, as he railed against education and mm-hmm. medicine, insisting followers to stop going to school or using Western medicine. So, so before we get into that, he starts this Good News International Ministries. That's the name of the church. And... Um, it's also known as Good News International Church, um, and then common referred to as the Shakahola cult. Uh, so it kind of had this kind of name in between this. And Mackenzie started that. And this was a whole new religious movement that they were doing around in the spot in Kenya. Mm-hmm. And um, 
It was founded by Paul McKenzie and his first wife in 2003. Uh, so it's 20 years later it gets all this international attention. And this is what a lot of people forget and don't understand with cults. It's like some of the cults are quick and they go up quick. So like a lot of the new age stuff that we were doing earlier, like out in California and stuff, that was stuff that was moving real fast. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is they had like celebrity driven um, mechanisms with it and stuff like that. And that's basically like extra gasoline that moves on these cults. Mm -hmm. So with all of that good stuff, quote unquote, working for it, that cult could move fast in an essence of, say, like two to five years, which would normally be 10 years for like a normal group like this, mm-hmm. 20 years for it to blow completely out. But with those new age ones that had a lot of celebrity uh, stardom around mm-hmm. it, it would move quicker. So. He basically started this, and like I said, he was working as a taxi driver from 1997 to 2003, which he was charged four times for his sermons, but he would be acquitted due to the lack of evidence. And this is a weird thing of how religions are kind of handled in this part of the world. Right. You know, the church began to prosper, and then that's when he moved to Melindy. And Mackenzie was able to amass a large following, largely convincing his congregation that he could personally communicate with God. Mm-hmm. And this is what this woman is a lab, you know, alluding to here, right. is that he has this direct connection to God. I'm going to throw the flag up on the field, and that's like your first hint right there. And this is why I say there's going to be more of these in a couple of years, mm-hmm. because there is a spiritual drought right now. Yes. People are so spiritually empty. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to get into the why. Uh, I think that can explain itself, but that's another discussion we could have a longer time ahead. Like when we're in I mean, it, it should but... be noted that God will talk to you if you take the time in prayer. So why would he talk to just this one dude? Because... The only time God ever talked to one dude was mm-hmm. when, when he talked to Moses. Well, and Abraham. But, but this is the thing: is you have this guy saying the personal communication thing, but he has no one else that he can elaborate with. And this is where people are going to go because I'm going to say it, and people are going to go, "Oh God!" This is where the Catholic Church spread out into different mm-hmm. spots is for a reason, you know. We go to a priest mm-hmm. on Sunday for mm-hmm. service. Yeah. But that priest reports to other priests in the diocese. Mm-hmm. They report to bishops. Yep. And there's this hierarchy. Hierarchy. Yeah. And it keeps all of it in check because if one's going too out of control, they could be like, dude, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, because if our priest started doing this, yeah, if our priest said, and got on this, the, yeah. the whole diocese would be like hey easy (laughs) yeah let's talk about this you know and like maybe this is happening and maybe we need to check it out you Mm -hmm. know and and go into it but but if you don't have that you know the joke i kind of make with it is it's it's like being single no one calls you on your bullshit no one calls you on on your shit so as a single person you can just say and do (laughs) whatever the fuck you want yeah it doesn't matter and and, and this is kind of the same thing in religions. If you have this person that's at the top and they are the top, yeah. they can't go to anyone else. They can't talk to anybody else. That's a dangerous situation. Yeah. And that's where I throw the flag on the field there. But in 2016, 
and this is unconformed reports, but a member of the group sold their property on this island of uh, Lamu to uh, Mackenzie for a, a, an amount of money. And then uh, he just gave the money to Mackenzie. And the preacher allegedly used this money to purchase property in the cities of Mombasa and uh, Malindi, as well as two vehicles. And uh, he funded a television station to broadcast his message. So this was when everything started really kind of ramping up quickly. And again, this takes you 10 years Mm -hmm. to get here. Uh, This move by certain followers convinced several other members to follow suit. You know, so the one person did it and then, you know, well, you got to be, you got to be committed like I am, you know, and this is typical cult stuff where you got to out commit each other. Again, something you wouldn't see in another church, you you know, out crazy your commitment, you know, yeah, you just got to raise your commitment to prove your faith. Religions don't work that way. Uh, and the ones that do are very dangerous. They become violent. They, you know, they have bad, bad, uh, bad outcomes with that. So at this point, you have uh, all these people that are in there. They're selling their properties. They're giving the money to the church. In 2017, Mackenzie and his second wife, uh, Joyce, I'm not even going to try her last name, they were charged with promoting radicalization, but later declared innocent, as well as denying children access to health care is what you were getting into, and education and running an unauthorized school and television station. And that precipitated to the closure of the television station that he had the following year by the Kenya Film Classification Board. So he's getting all these people and, and, and stuff against them, and then that fuels a cult, especially if you're a doomsday cult, mm-hmm. if you're a doomsday cult and you're sitting there, they're like, yeah, I told you they were against us. Look at what they're doing, blah, blah, blah. And and so the lack of health care and the lack of all this other stuff started making kids sick. They were yeah. starting to die. And this religion became very anti-West, very anti- Pretty much anti-everything. Anti-everything, which is- how the cults work According in that to, regard. According uh, to Mrs. Riziki, suddenly he decreed that female worshippers could not wear makeup. He ordered us to bring forward our earrings, necklaces, and other adornments he considered ungodly and set them on fire. Yeah. Mrs. Riziki was alarmed enough to leave the church in 2016 after eight years in the congregation, but by then she believed that her daughter Lorene had fallen under Mackenzie's spell. Quote, my daughter refused to sit for the final examination because the pastor had begun to preach against examinations in school, she recalls. Police arrested Mr. McKenzie, her daughter, and others in 2017 following reports the pastor was preaching against schooling. She was freed to sit her examinations, but she refused and fled to live in the church. This is her daughter. She soon found a husband among the congregation and was married by the pastor. Quote, She only told me about the marriage and wedding two days after the ceremony. I had to accept the wedding and marriage, and soon she bore me grandchildren, said Ms. Riziki. Mr. McKenzie soon moved his church from a compound in in Melindy Town to a more remote spot in Shakahola. Her daughter made only occasional visits back to the family home and was reluctant to talk about what went on at the church, and Ms. Riziki accuses the pastor of brainwashing her daughter. She said, I... Quote, I called Lorene once, and she told me she was okay, but whenever she came home to visit, she was reluctant to discuss what was happening at Shakahola. She told me she could not visit frequently because all worshipers required the pastor's permission to leave the sanctuary, end quote. 
Followers were told not to attend hospitals, and Ms. Rizicki speculated that some of the victims could have died from illness. The church appeared to follow classic patterns seen in cults, said Isabel Zatu, a psychologist at the Coast General Hospital in Mombasa. The area's social problems had left a large pool of vulnerable people seeking messages of salvation or redemption. These people can be preyed upon by unscrupulous religious leaders. Quote, anyone who is vulnerable, say a jobless person or someone going through family issues, a divorce, or somebody who's suffering from a long-term illness, they tend to get vulnerable to these people. Quote, a person like Mackenzie taps into that vulnerability by promising things, for example, spiritual healing, end quote. Isolating members from the rest of their family was also common and a way to maintain control over followers. Ms. Zatu said Mr. Mackenzie appeared to have deliberately moved his church to a more isolated site. She added, these people left their homes, told their families, this is the last time you're going to see me. We will meet again in heaven. Isolation works big time in this scenario. End and, quote. and the reason they were moving to the other piece of property <clears throat> is because he was starting to get into a lot of trouble with all these kids that weren't going to school yeah, and, he's, and all he's this constantly stuff. constantly getting arrested. So, so this led to the property, but it's interesting to hear from it from a follower's perspective where they were just like, yeah, so we were just going over to this place now. And there's this whole backstory as to why that was even an option, yeah. <clears throat> you know, and it's a, it's pretty, this is it's where you telling. start seeing the separation yeah. of stuff. Yeah. You know? the, if you look, the, the kernels leading you there are, oh, are yeah. Yeah. all right there. Mm -hmm. Quote, from the videos I watched, I think he was naturally bullying and controlling Someone who likes to coerce people into doing things. You can't question. You can't ask. And what he tells you is final. End quote. Mr. McKenzie has denied any wrongdoing and remains in custody. Another former follower who had known Mr. McKenzie from before he began his church said the church leader was previously a taxi driver. Jeff Charo said Mr. McKenzie had been clean living and well-liked. He disappeared one day and was not seen for a year. When he returned, he was a born-again Christian and began to preach. Quote, he was a good speaker, very persuasive, unlike other preachers we had seen. Pastor McKenzie knew the Bible very well. He also knew the Koran very well and would compare scriptures from both, end quote. Yet Mr. Charo became alarmed by the preaching and left after two years. Quote, he began to attack other religions, especially Islam and other Christian denominations, end quote. Mr. Charo's breaking point arrived when Mr. McKenzie began to dissuade local residents from Western education and medicine. Quote, he preached that Jesus never went to school, but had succeeded as the greatest person that ever lived, and also that he never went to hospital, end quote. So now we're going to jump just a, a titch from April to probably June. So before you do that, that time period when he was gone, what he ended up doing a lot of, uh, he was getting into William uh, Branham's um, like network of churches, and he was checking into that. And he was very influenced in, uh, in William Branham. And basically, you know, who's this guy? Um this guy was huge in the early 1900s to like the 50s. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was a Christian minister. He was a faith healer of the Pentecostal of course. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, he uh, basically was also in the same kind of doomsday, 
yeah. modus operandi, you know, and uh, he's considered basically the leading individual in the second wave of Pentecostalism. Mm-hmm. Like it wouldn't have been done without him. And so he made a lasting influence on that televangelism um, and basically the whole modern charismatic movement. Uh, and he had this stage presence that still remains like uh, a legend unparalleled in the history of that charismatic uh, mm-hmm. movement. Um, at the at the time they were held, uh, he had these interdenominational meetings and they were uh, some of the largest meetings, re- religious meetings ever held in some American cities. And uh, he was the first American deliverance minister to successfully campaign in Europe. Uh, his ministry reached global audiences with major campaigns in North America, Europe, Africa, India, um, and, you know, again, claimed he had this angelic visitation uh, May 7th, 1946. And, uh, you know, the whole vision was commissioning a, a worldwide ministry, launching his campaigning career in mid-1946. And his fame spread as crowds were drawn to these stories of angelic visitations and reports of miracles happening at his meetings. His ministry spawned many emulators and they set in motion this uh, this like healing revival that later became that modern uh, charismatic uh, movement. Um, in the peak of his popularity in the 50s, he was widely adored as this uh, neo-Pentecostal world, uh, you know, just thought of him as a, a prophet to their generation. Um, and then um, as his popularity started to decline, the Pentecostal churches began to withdraw their support. Oh, of course. Uh, from the healing campaigns, uh, basically because of financial reasons. Mm-hmm. And then this is in the 60s where uh, Branham transitioned into teaching ministry. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of the whole uh, the healing stuff. And then you had investigators go in there and they're like, look, this is a sham. He's yeah. not, you know, this He's isn't really happening. Anyone. He's not healing anyone. Uh, you know, but this was the guy that, Inspired, inspired Mackenzie, you know, and and Mackenzie was inspired from this guy because it's not the divinity that touched Mackenzie here. It was this guy. He Mm -hmm. saw how he could do this. He learned how he could do it. And then what happened was, is he started getting really popular doing these types of methods. Same thing that happened with uh, the guy that started Hillsong. He came to the U.S. He saw these. Yeah. Deliverance. Or no, no, but he went to school in Australia yeah. and they groomed him to be this great preacher. No, 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 and, no, 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 the guy that actually started the church, not the guy, oh, the Australian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. came to the U.S. and he was yeah. watching oh, like, the found... Jim and Tammy phase. Yeah, and he was like, yeah. I can do that. And then, yeah, went back, he lather and, rinsed, repeated. And you had people that weren't, you know, they weren't the uh, the popular people in a room. I'll just say it for what it is, you know, like they weren't gravitating people towards them. You know, they were just existing and there's nothing wrong with that. You can just exist, yeah. you know, and you can affect people in a small way mm-hmm. to you, but it could be a big way to them. And that's, that's the real kind of teachings of Christ right there. That's the real, yeah. that's the, the mustard seed stuff that they talk mm-hmm. about in the Bible. And, and that's, uh, that's where all the good stuff is. But these are people that, all of a sudden get a crowd going and they need that. It's no different than a musician. 
It really is. It's no different than a musician. There's those musicians that just never give up. Mm-hmm. And they all say, well, it's the money. It's the money. It's like, look, the Rolling Stones have more money than they'll ever need yeah. 40 times over. Mm-hmm. The rush is going on stage and mm-hmm. that energy, that command mm-hmm. of the audience, all of that. That's what they can't give up. Right. And they're, and they're you know, and the nice part is, is that's trendy. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. But if you were doing it on this level... Not good. Yeah. You know, but it's the same drive that's doing it. They're becoming this celebrity stardom star and they're drowning in that. It's pride (laughs) at the end of the day. So we're about a month after Mm -hmm. this guy's been arrested. Yeah. The death toll is now 201 after police exhumed 22 more bodies, most of them bearing signs of starvation, according to the Coastal Regional Commissioner. The bodies are believed to be those of followers of a pastor based in coastal Kenya, Paul McKenzie. He's alleged to have ordered congregants to starve in order to meet Jesus. More than 600 people are still missing. McKenzie, who was arrested last month, remains in custody. Police plan to charge him with terrorism-related offensives. Hundreds of bodies have been dug up from dozens of mass graves spread across his 800-acre property located in the coastal county of Kilifi. Mackenzie insisted that he closed his church in 2019 and moved to his property in a forested area to farm. Autopsies conducted on more than 100 bodies last week showed the victims died of starvation, strangulation, suffocation, and injuries sustained from blunt objects. Local media outlets have been reporting cases of missing internal body organs, quoting investigators in the case. McKenzie, his wife, and 16 other suspects will appear in court at the end of the month. Coast Regional Commissioner Rhoda Anyancha on Saturday said the total number of those arrested stood at 26, with 610 people still reported as missing by their families. And the organs missing, uh, there was further investigation of that, and the investigator said that that wasn't a thing. Okay. Uh, Just to clear that up. It's Um, unclear how many survivors have been rescued so far from the search and rescue operations on Mackenzie's vast property. Some were too weak to walk when they were found. Yeah. Cults are common in Kenya, which has a religious society. Police across the country have been questioning other religious leaders whose teachings are believed to be misleading and contrary to basic human rights. President William Ruto last week formed a commission of inquiry to investigate how hundreds of people were lured to their deaths at the coast and recommend action on institutions failed to act. Mackenzie had in the past been charged with the deaths of children in his church in a case that is ongoing in court. Residents nearby had raised the alarm after his followers moved to the forested area. So now we're going to move ahead. Mm-hmm. Probably another month. <laughs> the number of people who died in connection with Kenya's doomsday cult has now crossed the 400 mark as detectives exhumed 12 more bodies believed to be followers of our lovely pastor mm-hmm. who's linked to the cult based in a forested area in Malindi, coastal Kenya. And he's still in custody, along with 36 other suspects. All have yet to be charged. Coastal Regional Commissioner Rhoda Anyancha on Monday said the number of those who died has risen to 403, with 95 people rescued. I mean, at least they saved 95 people. Last month, some suspects and people rescued started a hunger strike in prison and at the rescue center, prompting the prosecutor to take them to court for attempting to kill themselves. 
Well, Most of them agreed yeah. to resume eating, but one suspect died in custody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the crazy part is they were in prison and they're still yeah carrying they're still out freaking the acts doing it. of it. But also, here's another thing that I learned doing this in that section of Africa there in Kenya. Um, it's illegal to commit suicide. Like if you commit suicide and it didn't work, you can get arrested. Right. And either I don't know if it's put to jail or whatever, but you're arrested for doing it. Mm-hmm. It's a weird situation there. Not that. I agree with suicide. I think anything that helps with it, even kind of the assisted suicide stuff. I mean, there's a very, very tiny, tiny like percentage of cases where I'll remotely look into the, I entertain the idea of it. But yeah, I mean, now they're talking about some stuff like, did you hear the shit they're doing in Canada where you could be like 14 years old, you can go to a doctor and say, I'm depressed. I don't want to live anymore. And they'll just, they're, they're looking to make that like legal, like that, that could happen. And the parents wouldn't know about it. I'm sorry, but Canada has lost their mind. They've lost their mind. It's crazy. You know, derail on a separate topic, just so people understand. I want you to learn something new on here. So starting in November, Canada's got into law. It's part of like, if you're in the States, there's the FCC, the Federal Mm -hmm. uh, Communications Commission. Mm Mm-hmm. The one that's like that in Canada, everybody that's a streamer, um, a podcast, mm-hmm. uh, you know, podcast person. Yeah. I don't know what we call ourselves. Podcaster. Podcaster. You know, so a streamer, a podcaster, anything like that, you have to basically report your show to this commission. Co- commission. And then basically, um, yeah, if you're out of line of what they think is correct and mm-hmm. all that other stuff, you know, and they're saying, oh, that's not going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll so, demonetize. Yeah. They're going to demonetize. They're going to deplatform yep. them. They're going to do all this stuff in Canada, you know, and and I just sit there and I wanted to mention this on the show because I know there's a lot of people that are like you that listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. And don't be surprised in the next six months or so if these Canadian podcasts, because there's a lot of good ones up there. There are. There there's are a ton incredible of CBC ones. podcasts I listen to. There's yeah. the Dark Poutine mm-hmm. podcast, yeah. which is a true crime. No, they got dark podcast. days. They got dark days ahead. And of them. they talk about they talk about it. The dark side of Canada. Yeah. And I'm sure that's not going to be. No, it's going to be well unacceptable. Received. It's going to yeah. be unacceptable, and they're going to get demonetized. They'll get deplatformed. They won't mm-hmm. be able to do it. So I'm just kind of. I'm not prophesizing, but I'm saying in the next six months to a year, yeah. if you start hearing less and less of Canadian podcasts, that's why. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's crazy. And, you know, you get like a situation like this down in Africa where you've got this, this guy's a criminal. You yes. know, that's all he is. He's a terrible criminal. Yeah. And what he's doing is he's hiding behind a religion to advance his heinous acts. Yeah. This is what terrorists do. Yeah. You know. And so That's this why is, he's being charged. And with this is why he's being charged terrorism. with acts of terrorism. But the fact is, it's like it gets complicated here in the States because there's a division of church and state. But if people actually studied religion and studied the government, they'd know exactly what that division of church <laughs> and state is. Basically, it's just you keep literally mm-hmm. it's a, it's a literal translation. It's not murky. It's not muddy. It's the division of church and state. The government can't dip into church and the church can't dip in the government. It's two separate things. 
And there's a reason for it, because every single time a leader has used religion as its tool to march forward, it's never worked out well. All the way from Old Testament in the Bible Mm -hmm. of all these old stories that you heard were terrible. And it's the same thing. And that's the whole point when they were constructing the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. That was the whole point of dividing church and state. But you got, say, something like Scientology, where you've got this guy who's maniacally crazy and he's hiding behind a religion. Mm-hmm. You know, that's against the law. If he's hurting people, that's yep. against the law. But the tough part of this, as you've learned now from doing listening to all these cults that we've been doing, the tough part is, is if you're a policeman or FBI or anyone and you were to walk in and all these people were starving themselves and you said, look, we're here. We're here to help. Yep, they're not going to go. They're not going to leave. No. So you don't have a victim at this point. Yeah. You know, and you've got. There's only so much they can do. Yeah, there's only so much you can do. It's a really, it's so complicated. It is. It's so complicated. But here's the thing. If that person's starving and then they kill someone, they're a criminal. Right. You know, and that's where you can't hide behind your religion on that. You know, and every religion has fallen victim to committing crimes because mm-hmm. we're human beings mm-hmm. and we fuck up and we sin, yeah. you know, whether it's our free will. Yeah. And then that's your free will, but also it's these other combinations of things, these seven deadly sins as well. You know, it's but like, again, it's your free will. If you didn't have free will, you wouldn't succumb. No, to definitely. The free, sins. the free will is a big part of it. But like they were, I was reading this amazing book and I can't remember the title of it. But they were talking about people that become really, really devout in their religion. And I mean, like, really practice it up mm-hmm. and just really become, and they're becoming saintly, mm-hmm. you know, very saintly. And they said that that's so hard because at some point you have to be in this good space and good gracious with God. But also you have to understand why people are so broken. Mm-hmm. And they say it's so easy. And this is why it's so easy for people that are pursuing a very holy track and getting to a very holy spot without feeling like they're better than everyone else. Like that's a real hard mm-hmm. bridge to cover. And um, when I started reading it, I was like, that would make sense. Like you would get to this point and you'd think it'd be so enriching, but it'd be torturous because you're by yourself. There's not many people that are like you, you know? And so you would just see all these people sinning and and doing all the wrong things and making all these bad decisions and letting wrath but get in front of them and let you know are praying for those people no exactly but that's what i'm saying it's like that's a hard mm-hmm. hard bit but that's a whole different bit than saying oh all these people you got to starve yourself you know yeah it's it's oh it's sad it's so sad to see some 613 people so far have been reported missing to Kenya Red Cross officers stationed in Malindi. Anyansha said 253 of the 403 bodies had undergone DNA testing because pathologists had earlier said most of the bodies were decomposed. Yeah. And it was 2019 when McKenzie moved his uh, church to the forested area because he had to close it over his preaching, which included asking children not to go to school for which he was previously arrested and released on bond over the disappearance of children. A judicial commission of inquiry formed by President William Ruto to establish what happened and who was liable was quashed by a court order after opposition leader Rayla Odinga filed a petition against it. 
The president had said what transpired in Malindi was akin to terrorism and vowed to crack down on those using religion to advance their heinous acts. So, again, we have this one person who died in prison because the whole point of all this was this Kenyan cult leader, Paul McKenzie, had told everyone to starve themselves to death if they wanted to go to, to heaven. heaven yeah. And that's why this this person was still believing it and died in custody. The deceased had been in police custody for more than 60 days, while the Kenyan criminal investigations investigators continued with the probe and exhumation of bodies around Shakahola, forest on the outskirts of Malindi. And when the police first discovered the bodies in April, mm-hmm. a prosecutor in the McKenzie case uh Jamie Yamina, uh, informed the Mombasa court on Wednesday that the deceased identified as Joseph Juma Buyuka was among the McKenzie followers who had staged a 10-day hunger strike while in in custody. The McKenzie aide had declined to eat and drink while being held at Watamu Police Station, Yamina told Al Jazeera. He died two days ago. Complications were from hunger strike and starvation, but we will await a post-mortem report. Buyuko reportedly died on Monday from hunger-related complications while undergoing treatment in a nearby Malindi hospital. The prosecutor added that the autopsy report would be presented to the court after the post-mortem is conducted. Two other suspects, Evans Sira and Frederick Karimi, who were also admitted on the same day, were still critically ill in the same hospital. So we could have two others who die as well. Quote, we, the state, shall file a medical report on their progress with the court within a week after the postmortem on Buyuko is concluded, and we shall also produce the report, he told the court. Together with 15 other suspects, Buyuko, uh, Buyuka appeared in court emaciated and Unable to stand or walk, the investigating officer informed the court at the time the suspects had staged a hunger strike. In Kenya, suspects are held in cells at police stations until they are arraigned in court. Last week, the prosecution team asked the court that 16 suspects be moved from the police station cells to a government prison where they would be forced-fed food. The request was granted. When they appeared in court last week, Buyuka, Karima, or Karimi, Syria, and two others promised the Shanzu senior principal magistrate, Yusuf Shikanda, that they would resume eating and cooperate with the police, a court official told Al Jazeera anonymously. And on Wednesday, the judge asked the prosecutor to present a medical report of all the 30 suspects in custody to date. Rescue of survivors and exhumation of the dead is continuing in phases. The morgues in the area have surpassed their capacity, prompting the post-mortem and transfer of bodies in phases. It's another problem they have. The third phase of the post-mortem exercise on the bodies already exhumed from the vast 325 hectare or 800-acre Shakahola Forest was expected to start on Wednesday. So they're on phase three. The government-authorized rescue began on April 13th after two children were reported to have starved and suffocated to death by their parents on Mackenzie's advice on March 16th and 17th. Mackenzie, the head of Good News International Church, is at the heart of what the Kenyan government officials have termed a massacre. He has been accused of indoctrinating his followers, asking them to abandon, quote, earthly life and meet at his farm in a village called Shakahola in 
Califi County for a fast, quote, to meet Jesus, leading to the mass deaths. While starvation appears to be the main cause of death, some of the victims, including children, were strangled, beaten, or suffocated, according to the chief government pathologist, Johansson Odor. So it's one thing to tell people you've got to starve, and they willingly starve Mm -hmm. to make their way to Jesus. But when you're beating, strangling, and suffocating people, you've you've taken their free will out of the equation. Mm-hmm. You have now enforced enforced your will onto them and you're forcing them to do what you want them to do yeah. probably because they weren't doing it. Yeah. No, and it's a dangerous road to go down, you know. It's um it's, it's pretty, horrible. It's pretty crazy. You know, I mean it's just um and then you look at the landmass that they're talking about, it's basically a square mile that all of this. Well, they're is, saying they're finding there, these you know. mass graves. They're continuing to find them. Yeah. Whenever they think they're done, they find another one. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a square mile. That's a lot of property, you know. And so, yeah, I think that's why I didn't want to jump. We didn't want to jump on this right in the beginning because it just it yeah. was already sounding bad in the beginning. And they were just getting, you know, breaking ground, I hate to say. <laughs> um, but. You know, it just got worse and worse and it just kept getting worse and worse. And then there was the information out of how it even happened and how people got to be. And then there was the talk of the organ harvesting and stuff. And I was like, well, isn't that crazy? You know, but then, you know, that got squelched out. And so I'm glad we waited on it because yeah. we would have been, honestly, we would have been wrong about it if we uh, jumped on it too soon. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a strange situation. Like. I I really am uncomfortable with, like, I get there's bad things happening. And the thing is, is bad things are always going to happen. And like I said, if you get people that are not, this is why being knowledgeable about as many things as you can be can help you in the end. You know, no one can throw some bullshit on you if you've done your own homework. You know, this is where I always tell people, it's like, you know, I'm surprised that... (laughs) I'm surprised at how many people don't read, period. Mm-hmm. You know, like some will read on social and all that stuff. And that's not reading to me, you know, like actually getting a book and reading. What I have noticed is a lot of our, the people that listen and engage with, you know, we interact with and stuff seem to be readers. And I love that. I love that trait that seems to like mm-hmm. kind of creep in with that. But, you know, if you read about the history of things, reading history is great, but you also got to be careful who you're reading of because they got their right. own yep. agenda of what they want to do. I mean, I remember when I was younger and I read some people and I got totally into what they were doing. And then I found out it's like, oh, wait, that was their opinion mm-hmm. of the historical action. That wasn't really what happened. That was, you know, what happened and what their opinion of it was. And and it can get really messy with that. But People that are not knowledge rich on things are good fodder for this type of manipulation. And at the end of the day, it's manipulation. I I heard this crazy stat. It was like a week or two weeks ago where they went around to all these colleges and universities and all this stuff. And and younger kids now, 40% of them, 40% believe that they believe that speech needs to be restricted. And it just makes me shake my head. And disgust. It really does. Because it's like, all right, 
Here's the million dollar question. What are teachers teaching them? No, How I, do you get to a point as, as They're a teaching student, them that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what, that how do you as a teacher get to a point where you're conveying to your students that not only yeah, but you're is getting, it a good idea. Yeah, that's a different topic. It really is. It's a different topic because now we got to talk about how shitty the school system is. And that's a whole podcast. A whole podcast, not an episode. That's a whole podcast. But my question to that 40%, and if you're listening, please help me out here. I'm, I'm begging. I'm asking for a question. If you believe speech should be restricted, who does the restricting yeah. and who decides what speech needs Gets to restricted. be restricted? Yeah. Because I'm sorry, open up a book and read or even just check some historical movies and what I want is someone to point to me the one time speech was restricted and it, and it worked, worked out. out well. Yeah. Just the one. The way you combat hate speech, it's which is speech. what they're after. Exactly. Is is with more speech. No, and it's not hate speech anymore. It's, yeah. it's oh, I know. It's, it's anything that differs from the quote unquote truth. Truth. Whoever says whoever's the truth, whoever's truth. saying the truth yeah. is. And this is what's going to go on in Canada. Mm-hmm. In the next six months to a year with podcasts and streamers, you know, and here's what's going to happen. I'm going to say it right out loud. Right now, we are near the end of the golden age of the Internet. Mm-hmm. If you think you're on the beginning of it, no, you're not, because I was at the beginning of it. Yeah. And that was the golden age where you could do anything. You could yeah. say anything you want. And it was, and it was truly. And, and life went on yeah. and, and things were free. But what's going to happen now is the machine, quote unquote, is going to control the internet just like it controlled TV and the radio. Because yeah. people got to understand that too. You could have a radio station if you want. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. No. Look it up on the internet, yeah. how to start a radio station. But you have to go through the FCC. Mm-hmm. You have to go through all this stuff because you have to own your little spot through yep. there. And you can't transmit on a wire unless you got a license. So you got to pay the yep. license. You got to do all Everybody's that other stuff. Get their cut. They're going to figure that out with the internet. And yeah. I laugh because I've been in IT for a long time and I talked to old IT friends and they were like, there's no way it's possible. It's impossible. It's like, no, they got all these shortwave radio guys convinced mm-hmm. that they need a fucking license to. Yeah. I, I laugh at it. I was looking at shortwave one day and just to listen is free on shortwave. Right. But people were buying these radios and they're like, yeah, no, I don't need a license. And they're like, yeah, you do. You need a license. You need a license to talk on that. It's like, no, I don't want to talk. I just want to listen. Yeah. Listening's free. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should still get your license anyways. And of course, these are the guys that are so anti-government. Yeah. You know, but yet I need to get my license to get your shortwave thing, you know. And and that's what they're going to do, you know, because when radio first started out, those radio waves were there for the taking. Mm -hmm. And everybody who knew how to do it had their own little thing, you know, their own handle, their own station, their own ID, all that stuff. Same thing's going to happen with the Internet. They're going to try it. Whether it works or not, who knows? But Got to give it a shot. But they're going to try it in Canada after November. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to have people now that are just, they're going to push the edge. They're going to say something that the machine doesn't like. And they're going to be like, nope, you're done. You know, and um, yeah, it's crazy. I read that stat and the youth, they're supposed to be the most rebellious yeah. demographic. You're supposed to be the anarchist. You're supposed to be you're the anarchist. You're supposed to be anti-everything. Anti-everything. And you're like, yeah, and no. the fact that you're just falling in is. It's scary. It's totally scary. It, it scares the hell out of me. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, I mean, I'm I'm in my late 40s and I'm still anti the machine. Yeah. I've always been anti the machine. 
And I've watched, you know, and usually it happens when people get kids and, you know, you got to play it safe. You can't risk as much mm -hmm. anymore. And I understand that. And I know that's probably why I'm still the way I am. But I know some guys that got kids and they're still anti the machine yeah. and all that. But to, yeah, to hear 40% of kids in colleges and universities and just the younger demographic, they believe that speech should be restricted. And it's like, okay, yeah, you believe that, but how? How is it done? That's my big question. That's what, yeah. you know, I if I have a handful of people that believe in that, that's listening to this, please email me at oth at seriouslydecent.com yeah. and answer these questions for me. Who controls it mm -hmm. and wh who deems what should be controlled? Yeah. So, you know, how do we know what's right and what's yeah. wrong? What's good speech and what's bad speech? What speech? Who decides? Needs to be and how is it enforced? Yeah. I want to know those three things. Who decides to do it? How? Mm -hmm. How it's supposed to be done? How it's supposed to be enforced? And and who decides what it is? What's good speech? You know, and don't just put anything but hate speech. That's a fucking bullshit answer. Yeah. Because hate speech now, again, the word has been misused. It's whatever's offensive. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. You know, put some freaking. Because here's the thing. A lot of the things that you would hang your hat on, other people's other people find offensive. Yeah. So yeah. who decides what's offensive? That's why you don't limit speech. That's why you you give yeah. that's why we have the freedom of speech. It's why it's in the Bill of Rights. Well and here's another thing. It provides a false sense of reality of what the world is. Yeah. Because here's the thing, and I'll use neo Nazis as an example. Mm -hmm. We can all agree that neo Nazis are terrible. You know, that's not under debate. Neo-Nazis, they got mm -hmm. bad ideas. They got That's why a bad, you let them you know, present their but, ideas. No, but if you ban them, yeah. you get a whole group of people that f doesn't even know they exist. Right. You need to hear it. Yeah, you need to know. That's what I'm getting at. You yeah. need to hear it. You need to know that these people exist. Since World War II, these neo-Nazis have been... In existence, mm -hmm. and they will always be in existence. And that's not under debate of why or what. They're just always going to be mm -hmm. in existence. But if you ban them from speaking on a public platform, yeah. and you ban them from this little facade that's created in front yeah, of you, you have the facade that they no longer still exist, there. but they still exist. Yeah. Yeah. They're still there. And then what's going to happen? And then there's going to be another group of people who wouldn't have paid them any attention, but now they're like, well, Shoot, they got banned. Why'd they get banned? But that's the whole thing is you're giving them the fuel they yeah. need to grow. Yeah. They're going to say, yeah, you got to ask, yes. why am I banned? Yeah. Why do they hate me so much? Yeah. You know, and this is what they're not looking at. This no. is not what they're not seeing. And I hate to say it. I hate to sound elitist in this regard. They're too fucking stupid to see it. Yeah. A lot of them. I'm not saying all of them. I think a lot of people could be reached if you had just that simple conversation we just had mm -hmm. and just said, all right, now what? That's how I've lived my whole life is, okay, now what? Yeah. And then, well, how about this idea? All right, well, what about after that? Right. You know, and, and if you can do that and you can answer all those questions and everything kind of fits well, you got the bones of a really good idea. Yeah. But if, you know, you got to go past four or five now what's, you yeah. know, or then what's, you know, you can't just say your thing and that's the law. That's it. You know? And it's just um, fucking stupid. No, and, and it's scary. I mean, I, I think people really have to take a step back and look 
at how scary things really are driving at. Like I said, you've got 40% of young kids thinking that speech needs to be restricted. Yeah. That alone. And and I agree with you, Jen. Like, how the hell do you get there? Yeah. Like, schools are supposed to be yeah. teaching these kids. Yeah. Why free speech is so amazing. Yeah. And that's my problem, is they're not. Yeah, what are you teaching they're these kids? They're clearly not. Where's the history? Yeah. What are you teaching them for history? Yeah. And I'm sorry. I, I You know, people could say, oh, it's easy for you, Frank. Yeah, I don't have kids. If I had kids, I would be in those school board meetings every oh, single meeting. I'd be raising hell. And I'd be raising hell. And the or, fact that everybody's laying on their back or annoys the shit out of me. If they aren't caving and they're like, nope. This is the way it is. Then guess what? My kid's not going to your school. Yeah. I'll figure it out. The homeschool. They'll home. I'll just home whatever. I'll but no, but kids are just like, no. Nope. Private school. You I'll know. figure that. I'll yeah. figure it out. They're just not. That's the way it is. You know, yeah. and I'm just like, Bullshit. holy cow. Yeah. And don't, you know, don't get on my ass if I fucking say something to your, you know, I just, uh, it's frustrating. It really is. It's, it's, it's frustrating. And I, I try not to let it bleed into this, but at times it has to, you know, it doesn't have to, it just does, you know, well, I think, no, I just don't think people really know that there's a 40% poll of young kids that think speech needs to be restricted. I don't think they know that. Probably not. You know, and that was my whole point of saying it on here is now, you know, yeah, you can go back to fucking scrolling TikTok or you can fucking start asking your kid, what are they teaching in school? Yeah, You know, or maybe that's why your kid's so depressed. Because they think their speech doesn't matter. Right. Because my whole thing is, is if a teacher's telling them their speech doesn't matter, then that means their speech doesn't matter in the school because the teacher believes that. So now, do these kids' speech, does it really matter? Because mm-hmm. I know when I went to school, even if you had a crazy idea, I remember teachers be like, hey, and they calm the rest of the students down and be like, well, let's just hear them talk. Hear or them let, out. Hear this woman talk. You know, hear this young girl talk. Hear this young yeah, guy talk. hear them out. That's what... I grew up with. I don't yeah. know how it was with you, but yeah. you know, but that's how I grew up with. Even if it was a crazy thing, the teacher would be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, calm the class down. Let's just hear what the idea is." You know, and there was that discussion. There was that back honest, and forth. When I was in school, I mean, I clearly remember math being math. You know, they mm-hmm. they didn't have this newfangled way to Common figure core, out how to yeah. add things up. Common I mean, Core was a money. One scheme. and one is two. Common Core was a money scheme. But whatever, it was. Uh, we learned history. We learned what happened in history. Mm-hmm. And weird thing, turns out there are people who survived or lived during horrible events in history and also happened to be authors. And it was almost like my teachers got together and like talked or something because all of a sudden in English, we're now reading a book by someone who actually lived through lived what through we're learning thing. about yeah. in history. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. And then there were actual, dis- you were getting discussions in two different classes on the same thing. You were getting the views from what transpired, what happened, mm-hmm. and then the people who actually experienced it and what it was like for them yeah. to experience it. When did that become wrong? Yeah. I, we no, learned I don't... about the Bill of Rights. We learned about the Constitution. We learned... I'm going to... No, but I'm going to... Physics. We learned you don't, biology. You don't want to hear it, and a lot of people don't want to hear it. There is a large population that wants to see the United States burn in the United States. 
I'm not talking about foreign people. There's a lot of people. It's a growing population that want to see this place burn. And they don't have a solution. They don't have an alternative. They don't have anything. They just want to see it burn. Yeah. You know, and the sooner people figure that out, the better. And and you got a lot of them. I hate to say it. They're they're teaching. They're your kids' teachers. You know, and um, yeah, it just. I I'd love to say it's a, a different thing, but it's it's unfortunately it's not. And like I said, I th- I I think these next five years you're gonna see a huge boom. We're gonna in cults. see some shit. You're gonna well, no, you're gonna see shit in a lot of ways because I mean, there's just turbulence everywhere. I mean, it just uh, the turbulence all over the world is crazy, but it's not like it's never been like that before. Things rise, things fall. It's just the way it happens. But if you don't learn from the previous experiences, yeah, if you don't, that's you, why you, oh. history is so important. Oh, it's, I think the most important because thing those you can who do forget yeah. or condemn the past. Yeah, you're going to repeat it. Yeah, no, and it's just. Uh, and I don't know if you know this, but I actually learned history, and there was a lot of bad shit that happened. Yeah. I'd prefer to not do that again. Well, no, I mean, it's even just stuff like, like you know, I'll bump into somebody that's just like, you know, they're a believer in socialism and communism. And I'm like, have you talked to a, a Cuban immigrant lately? Mm-hmm. You know, talk to one. Yeah. It's not like they're not around. Yeah. Talk to talk to an immigrant from Cuba or Venezuela. Talk to any of the immigrants. No, I'm just saying Venezuela, the ones that have come from communist countries. You know, why is... Why are all these people leaving communist countries to come here? Yeah, if it's, I, it's so just bad. Really just, no, if it's so amazing, if it's so yeah. am- amazing and so incredible. But you know what the answer is to that? Because I've talked to these people. Oh, they're not doing it right. You know. All right, then how are we going to do it? Because right. there's no big plan. Yeah. There's no big idea. No, you know. It's all we just, have is what's out there that's yeah. not right. And so, this is where, again, whatever. you get people that are just misinformed. And what happens also, and this is, you know, I'm a spiritual person. But there's a lot of spiritual emptiness right now. Mm-hmm. And this is where you're going to see a lot of cults. I see it now where people, you know, I love seeing a lot of people get baptized. I love seeing a lot of people, you know, with all this stuff going. But you got to be careful who you're following and yeah. how you're following it. Because yep. you could slip into one of these things if you're looking too hard for yeah. something that's not there. You know, and that's always our passing advice when we do a cult of the month, it's just be careful of who you're following yeah. and and be careful to what you're committing to because a real organization that is strong, rooted in faith is not going to ask anything for you other than prayer, literally. They're not going to ask you just a prayer. lot out of you. They're yeah. just going to ask for prayer, a, a really good place. Mm-hmm. Anything else that's in there where, you know. They'll ask for prayers. You know. Acts of mercy, you know, can you help yeah. so-and-so? Yeah. yeah. You know, if you can make a donation, great, but it's not Yeah. It's not held against it's not you. Necessary. You're not in the club, quote unquote, you know. Uh those are the those are the flags, you know. So another call to the month, round it up. Donezo. Next uh week, death deaths on movie sets. Yeah. Yeah. This came from a uh listener request. Yep. That uh, said, hey, why don't you do the, the Twilight Zone, the Twilight Zone uh, death on set there in the and death? Then we and, like, and then okay. we were like, and then we were looking and we we're like, okay, let's see what other kind of deaths are on movie sets. Because I knew. Turns of, out there's a lot. Well, yeah, there was um, 
Brandon leave with the crow yep. and stuff like that. And, you know, there's some of the famous ones, but then there were some other ones that yeah. we never, you know, they're kind of under the radar of the normal ones that people talk about. So we said, you know what, we're just going to smash that all up into an episode. And since it was a fan request, we put it in October. Yes. So next week, deaths on uh, movie, sets. movie sets. And as always, thanks for, for listening. And if you could, uh, Throw uh, our link, uh, ohthehorrorpodcast.com, on your um, social media profile, you know, or your feeds, um, you know, whatever you're connecting to, and just kind of share the love Mm -hmm. uh, this October. We'd really appreciate it. Some of you either share our most recent episode or you do one of your favorites. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's all good. And we're very appreciative of it. Uh, Again, if you want to send questions to us uh, when we do our Halloween hot sauce challenge you can email us at oth at seriously decent.com and uh i don't think we have any other news announcements no things of that nature that's it. you know dean's uh creative director dean winchester's getting a head scritchy right now yeah you know. he started the show with some lovins and he's ending the show he's, with some yeah, lovins he's <laughs> the bookends of love that's yes. uh so as we wrap up, rule number one. No Ouija boards. Number two. No dolls. Three. No capes. No. Number no. number four. No blood rituals. Yeah, stay away from that. There's no good ending there. No, there's not. Rule number five. No cults, satanic or otherwise. I think we Jesus isn't that up gonna today. ask you to starve to death to see him. Just saying. Not normally. No. It's not in the book. No. Or the books. No. He's yeah. not gonna ask you to do that. No. No. Six? No apathy. You need to act to help enact a positive change in this world. Definitely. Show some empathy. Be kind to your fellow man. It's getting hard. Say hello. It's getting hard out there. Please and thank you cannot be underrated. I got one. What? Use your directional when you're driving. Seriously. Help that person out behind you or ahead of you. Yeah. You know, coming in uh, other traffic. We don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Just... It's it's not you're giving something away. You know, you're you, actually protecting yourself. Yeah, you think they'd have National Directional Day, you right? know, just to kind of bring awareness to the directional, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they got Donut Day. They got Donut Day. They sure do. They got Sons and Daughters Day, so I can see the pictures of everybody's fucking kids. It's great. It's awesome. Well, then you know who you're stalking. Yeah. And if you could think you got a, if you think I got a shitty attitude about that, it's oh the horror. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't hugs and kisses over here. No, it's not. Next rule. Don't engage with the black-eyed people. People, yes. Peoples, Peoples. animals. Yeah, yeah. Except on Halloween night. I don't think I'd even mess with them. No, because you got night you know someone with like black like covered eyes or whatever. You know, you know, like contacts. Yeah, yeah. Well, then yeah. I'm sorry that gets to how we end the show you made a bad choice yeah we haven't gotten there yet but yeah don't do that the old listeners know what's coming yeah Yeah. all right last but not least just listen yeah which everybody here listens they're great they listen they read they're smart yeah and they are smart we get awesome questions we get awesome feedback drop dead gorgeous they're most smartest there's most smartest on this show yeah yeah we'll go to the airport hojo's after this See you there. It went kablooey. <laughs> <laughs> Your sister does 
the chick in the wheelchair. Perfect. Perfectly. Yes. At this time, I had my yeah. My I talent. was running ten miles, miles a day. day. <laughs> and I was practicing my talent. She does that. I close oh, my eyes. I close my eyes because it sounds just like her. We'll have to record her doing it. That's, That's good. That's good. Yeah. So thank you so much. Have an amazing day. A lovely week. And make good choices. Stay out of cults. <laughs> <laughs>